Welcome to the Desert Trade Podcast, the podcast helping you develop forex trading skills for more freedom. I'm your host, Etienne Kite. We are in episode 120 with Karen Fu. Let's get started right away. All traders have their stories. Some people have stories that are a little bit more smooth, and some people go through a lot of things. And that is the case for my guest today. It's a proof, however, that no matter what stage you are at right now and whatever what happened in the past, you can still move forward and you can still become a profitable trader as long as you do things that are needed to get to that level. My guest in this episode, Karen Fu, went from being suicidal and stuck in life to being able to trade profitably and using forex trading as a stream of income. It's not the only thing she does, but she's been able to build multiple streams of income that support her life. Currently living in Singapore, she's also a speaker and has been offering multiple workshops on various topics. Karen understood that if she wanted to become a profitable trader, she would have to focus on different things than only systems. She shared exactly what she did in this interview and has a couple of important reminders that anyone can use for some more success. What's also interesting in this interview is to see how different people around the world trade. And Karen has been focusing on the London session, which takes place in the afternoon in Singapore. And that really shows that no matter where you are in the world, there's no excuse to say that you cannot trade properly and profitably. So without further ado, we'll jump right in the interview. And please help me welcome Forex trader, Karen Fu. Karen Fu, welcome on the podcast. How's it going today? Yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, thank you, Etienne, for having me over your podcast. Pleasure to have you here, as always. And you're from Singapore. I know you're doing a lot of stuff these days. It's going to be really interesting to talk about your story and pretty much everything you're doing. So really excited for that. Mm. The first question I'd like to ask my guests is, what is one quote that inspires you? Um, there are a lot of quotes that has inspired me in the past few years, but one particular quote, I don't know whether you've heard of this quote by John C. Maxwell. And he mentioned this very important thing is that people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. So I really implemented this into my speaking career because a lot of people like to think that the more credentials we have, the more people are like us. That was my first thought that I carried around with me in my first few years in speaking and also trading. And as I interact with more and more people over the years and have more students, over the years, I realized that people don't really care about your credentials as much as they care about how much you care about them. So I guess that's what really matters to me. Yeah. Really interesting. And you could be a genius and people won't really care if you don't care for them, which is interesting. Love that. Mm-hmm. And Karen, so I know you're doing a lot of stuff these days. You're doing, you're doing speaking, you're, you're trading also, you're having a vlog. Mm-hmm. on YouTube, really good. Yep. So tell us a bit what you're doing these days. Did I miss anything or is there anything you want to add to that? Uh, yeah, pretty much it. Uh, because I'm really active in doing vlogs these few months. In fact, I actually started my vlog just a few months ago, uh-huh. which is in mid-May, which I believe, Etienne, you have started way earlier than me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, January or something, yeah. Yeah, January, right? So for me, it was just like six months ago. And I find that doing blogs really is something that I enjoy. And it's something that I, I feel that is my new passion that I've discovered in, my, in these first few months. And aside from doing blogs, I'm also doing a lot of motivational keynotes because that is my main career. 
And then Forex trading is just a side thing that I do. And also teaching people Forex is also sort of like a side hobby that I do. Yeah, so basically to sum it up, I'm doing online content right now and moving more into motivational speaking. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Love it. So you seeing trading as kind of a, just a stream of income. It's not like your full income. And I like people who see it that way. Because for me, seeing trading as like the only income you have and the only thing you do is kind of a little bit tough sometimes. Mm -hmm. So I really yeah. like that you're seeing it that way. And I want to yeah. know though, how did you start to get involved in trading in the first place? What was that first moment? The first moment, I guess it goes back, way back in the year of 2011, when I was still doing my internship as an assistant engineer. So back then I was studying in polytechnic. So I was doing my internship and I realized that doing this nine to five job was pretty routine. And also I realized that I didn't like engineering as much as I thought I would like it. So after going all through this soul searching, I realized that when I go to the library every time, instead of reading engineering books, I would naturally gravitate to picking up finance books, trading books, investment books. And that was when I realized that my passion lies in finance. So to cut a long story short, when I graduated from Polytechnic, I had to go to university. So when I wanted to pick a course in university, I picked the business course and then I specialized in finance. And that was how I got introduced into trading. Interesting. And did that finance course help you trade better or help you learn how to trade? Um, the finance course, because it's university and I would say that it's more academic based, very textbook based. But what it did for me is that it helped me understand the overall financial markets a lot better. Meaning that I went in depth into many different asset classes such as equities, I studied futures, options, and I also studied currencies, economics. In accounting, marketing, business, basically everything that I need to know regarding business and finance. And it really helped that my professors, they have a lot of background experience in finance industry. So they really share a lot of practical knowledge in the classroom. And that was how I started to become more and more passionate about trading and investment because mm -hmm. of my professors. Yeah. Cool. That's interesting. But what I'm guessing is that even though you study a lot in finance, it doesn't mean you're going to be necessarily a good trader. So yeah, yeah. I'm going to guess that you put a lot of work yourself to learn how to trade. So how was that part yeah. for you to learn how to trade? Yeah, you are right about the fact that I did put in a lot of background work. If people watch my blogs, they realize that, hey, how come Karen, why are you reading books all day long here? That's the only thing that you do is literally. I put in a lot of work when it comes to... You know, on those days, holidays, when your college mates are going out shopping, are going out dating, then I would stay at home and I'll read book after book and then I'll test my charts. I'll test it at least for six hours a day. From morning all the way, I'll test until nighttime, until I'm satisfied with the system that I'm trading. And yeah, like you said, it took, I guess, more than... 5,000 hours of hard work, of learning, of making mistakes, 
I would say that the best lessons that I've learned are from my mistakes of blowing tons and tons of accounts in my first two years of trading. I mean, the best mistake, I mean, the best lessons in life really came from our mistakes. So one very important thing for traders, you know, is to learn from every trade that they make. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, th I think that's powerful. And one of the common kind of thing I see these days is people who try to master trading in like five months or like two months. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's kind yeah. of impossible because you have to have this experience at some point. Like, yeah. yes, you can take a course and you can learn from different people. But yeah. unless you experience yourself, you don't really get the full thing, I think. That's really interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then once you got to the point where you were able to trade and trade profitably, what were the lessons you learned before that to get to that point? Um, how did I become profitable? Like you said, Etienne, it didn't take five months of learning from a course and then graduating from it. In fact, it took me more than four years, and that includes my university education. So you plus all the hours together is literally more than four years before I became profitable. So I realized that one thing that helped me become profitable is the fact that we should all just stop going around finding the perfect system because a lot of beginner traders are going out there just trying to find the holy grail which doesn't even exist. When I started to become profitable, I realized that my issue is not that my system is not good. All right. My main issue is that I was struggling with my trading psychology, with my emotions. And back then I couldn't manage my risk properly. I was over leveraging, over trading and doing lots of beginner mistakes. So this one realization helped me went from going in the reds, to gradually breaking even, then gradually becoming profitable. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool, cool. And that's pretty much something I've seen myself, the same thing. So I stopped focusing on like having the perfect system and just starting mm -hmm. to implement something right, but consistently. And that mm -hmm. makes, I think, all the difference. So I like you mentioned mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I also like, I, I saw one of your recent video, uh, I think a few days ago, about the fact that people should not focus on the dollar and the money they make from trading. And I think that's mm -hmm. a very important point. Mm -hmm. So what do you tell people who tell you that they want to make a lot of money trading? Do you have like a specific advice for them? Yeah, I mean, we, we get this all the time. I'm sure you have got that oh, yeah. question a lot of time yourself, you can. And the one thing I tell them is that if you go into trading for the money, it, it is going to be very hard for you to succeed. Because just like any career that you pursue in life, if we go into it for the money, for the fame, for the power, it is so easy for us to give up on those days when we feel like throwing in the power. So one very important thing that I tell people who are going into this for the money is to pursue only a career where you have a very strong passion and underlying purpose. When you go into trading as a trader, you need to have an underlying purpose and what is that underlying purpose? It cannot be something that is monetary or a nice car or a nice house. I mean, those things are good, but then what is the main purpose? Do you want to donate to a certain charity that you're passionate about? Do you want to bring a family around the world to travel? If you take care of that, then the money would be secondary. Yeah, so that's what I'll tell them. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it. But there's still a point, I think, where you have to put in the work and still trade. So if you want to make money. 
So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious to jump a little bit into what's your trading style these days, because I know managing many things like speaking, trading, and all these things, kind mm-hmm. of you have to adapt your trading style also. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah. tell us through, like guide us through trading style and what you're doing on a daily basis. Well, uh, my trading style would be more of a mixture of day trading and swing trading. Because one thing for sure is that I find that day trading really suits my personality a lot. A lot. Okay. And I'm a trader who can't have an open trade overnight. For some people, they might be able to do it. But personally for me, I'll be awake all night just knowing that I have an open trade. So it took a lot of years for me to realize this. The one thing I would tell beginner traders is that you need to understand your personality first before you pick a trading system because there's no such thing as a one-size-fit-all system. If you have a day trading personality, it will be very hard for us to be profitable if we trade a long-term trading system. So yeah, to answer your question is a mixture of day trading and swing trading journey. Mm-hmm. So how do you mix both? Because I'm, I'm curious, do you do like multi-time frame or is it like doing both on different accounts or? I would mainly focus on the hourly and four hourly time frame. But when I go into swing trading, I would occasionally look at the daily time frame to look at the overall trend. And then I would trade mostly using trend lines in the larger time frame. Okay. Okay. So kind of multi-time frame. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah like it and a lot of people want to know kind of what a day look like in the life of a trader so i'm gonna ask you what does a day look like in the life of a karen fo um basically a lot of people have this misconception that the life of a trader is really glamorous you know it means that you'll be sitting with your laptop beside the beach pressing a couple of buttons and a few thousand dollars going to your bank i mean that is the stereotype of traders and that's the main reason also why i started my daily vlogs because i want to show people the real grind when it comes to becoming a successful trader it's not as glamorous as some people perceive it to be you need to constantly learn every single day you need to take care of your body take care of your mind take care of every single little thing that is around you including your mindset everything so that is everything that I want to convey is inside my blogs and people were actually surprised as to how so-called mundane it is and how routine it is and not as glamorous as they thought it would be. So yeah, I mean the, the blogs, I enjoy doing them and I'm glad that people actually accept that also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally agree with that. And- the thing I like about your vlog is the fact that it shows reality, not like fancy and like not fancy car and stuff like that. So it's more and more real. And I think people need to see that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you a question from one of my subscribers and listeners. And this comes from Nick. Do you have any exercise to work on your trading psychology? Exercise to work on my trading psychology? There are many or perhaps ways it can be habits. Okay. Um, there are many ways that you can hone your trading psychology. And there's no one size fits all. The best way, of course, to hone your trading psychology is to trade live. But for beginners, of course, we can't jump into live straight away. The best thing that they can do is to trade demo account as if they are trading live. And even when you are back testing your strategy, 
you need to backtest as if you are trading live. So that's a really proper way to backtest rather than backtest just haphazardly and then putting your PP, your stop loss, where you can see it. The right way to backtest is to scroll to the chart and you should not be able to see what is going to happen next. So you put your imaginary entry price, your TP and your stop loss, and then you press your F12 button, and that is the step-by-step -step button on our MT4 platform. Okay, so the key thing is, trade as if you're trading live, whether it's in demo or in your backtest. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And what I would add to that also is, once you've done the backtest thing, you need to trade like you backtest. So if you look at some things when you, when you were backtesting, look at the same when you were trading live. And if not, just don't look at them. I think that's where I made a lot of mistakes in the past. So let's say there's like a news coming out and I decide to look at the news. Well, I, I didn't look at the news when I backtested. So it's kind of a different thing. So yeah. yeah. Okay. And I'm, I'm curious to know how much discretion do you have in your trading? I try to be as consistent as possible. Although being a trader, you need to be flexible and adapt to different market conditions. Mm -hmm. But on normal times, when there are no specific high impact events or specific um, announcements, I would try to stay in my plan because otherwise it is very easy to be distracted by my emotions. So when I have this trading plan in place, it helps me control on my trading psychology as well. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah. Interesting. And do you have a specific time at which you trade, especially if you day trade? Do you look at it like do you trade only part of the day or is it the whole day? My trades, I would say that most of my trades are in between three to five p.m. Okay, so during, London open. Mm -hmm. Okay. In the London market opening, and then I'll hold my trade for about four to five hours on average. Then it will close before midnight. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Cool. And one of the things that I try to show people is that trading is kind of a game or a discipline in which you have to constantly like become better and constantly work on yourself. Mm -hmm. Are there some things that you kind of still struggle with that you're still working on? Uh, yeah, definitely there. Of course, I'm, I'm not perfect, so I'm still working on some things. But... Definitely, I'm a lot better as compared to my first two years of trading where I constantly blow a lot of accounts. The main thing I'm working on right now is my emotions aspect. Meaning that, especially the losses that I have, when I have three, at least three losing streaks, I would feel a little bit a sense of revenge trading. You want to take a revenge on the market. And once in a while, I would do that. But I would do that in a smaller lot size as compared to last time. So, yeah, this is the main thing that I'm working on. But I'm just grateful that I'm better as compared to last time. Yeah, I mean, I'm just improving every single day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think that's a big part of trading. So what do you do exactly to improve yourself every single day? Um, I do a lot of things. Read books, especially books by... Especially this book called Market Wizards, yeah. which you know, by Jack. I would read it more than two times. And I would go and read in particular books on trading psychology, such as Trading from the Gut, 
and okay, that's the Cartel Trader. I'm I'm sure you heard that book before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, other types of trading psychology books. Even those books that are not trading psychology based, I would just turn straight away to the trading psychology chapter and just soak in all the information from there. Yeah. yeah, and I think here like repetition really helps. So it's like you read once, but you kind of need to hear the same thing many times sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm mm -hmm. I'm I'm like that myself. So mm -hmm. I don't know like that also. Yeah. Mm. Okay, that's great. So what do you think it takes? And this is from Mary. What do you think it takes to become a skilled trader? So a trader with a lot of skills. Um just comes down to hard work, practice, and of course practice, we need to practice the right way because a lot of traders, they are practicing in such a way that they are repeating the process. It's like hitting a golf ball again and again and again and yet not improving. It's because people practice the wrong way. So one thing you need to know is to get into deliberate practice rather than just repeating the process again and again. So what does it mean by deliberate practice? It means that every single time when we practice, we need to just focus on one aspect. Let's say in this session, you just focus on your risk management side. And then the next practice session, you focus on your take profit strategy, for example. And then every single time, when you practice, you need to record down every single thing that you notice. And once you've done that, you need to also compare that trade with somebody who is more experienced than you. And this is a process that a lot of the top performers in the world, they implement. Top chess players, top athletes, top CEOs, and it's backed by research. And yeah, you can definitely go check it out. What's the difference between practice and deliberate practice? In order to really improve really quick, it comes down to just putting in the work and then practicing the right way. Yeah, yeah I really love it. And the thing is you could read like a thousand books, but if you mm -hmm. don't practice and get feedback from what you're doing, it's kind of hard to improve. Yeah, agree. Okay. Yeah. So are you personally kind of a big fan of journaling or something similar to track your progress? Uh, yeah, journaling, I would say that it's really important. Every single trade that we make, whether it's a losing trade or winning trade, whether it's a demo trade, live trade, we need to record it down so that we can always come back next time and then find out what are our strengths, what are our weaknesses, and also what strategy may not work that well for us, and what strategy gives us the most profit, and that we should trade more on that. Yeah, so journaling is very important. If you study all the successful traders, they have two things. Number one, the trading journal, and the second thing is the trading plan. All right, mm. so that's why I, I totally believe in journaling every day. Yeah, definitely. And one of my first mistakes was to make a trading plan kind of too big with too many things. Oh, yeah. So I'm just curious, what is your trading plan like? Is it only one page or? Yeah, I mean, Etan, I've also been there because I started out with my trading plan with tons of different systems, tons of indicators. And the problem with having tons of indicators in our chart, and this is a very common mistake among beginners, is that we think that the more complex our system is, the more profitable we will become. But I realized that the top traders, they have their system the other way around. The more simple their system is, the more profitable that they'll become. So I try to keep my trading plan 
as simple and as straightforward as possible. So if I'm to compare my trading plan right now to last time, right now it's a lot more simple, straightforward, short. And I find that it's really important and it helps me improve and stay consistent as a trader. And it also helps my students to understand better because some of them don't have a finance background. So I want the system to be taught to them to be as simple and easy, straightforward as possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Are you relying only on technicals or is it fundamentals also? I use both technicals and fundamentals, but mainly because we are day traders, swing traders, we use more technicals than fundamentals. But if you had to ask me which one is better, I would say that we need a combination of both technicals and fundamentals to become a successful trader. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And I think there's no, like you said, there's no clear rule here. So you have to go with kind of what you're comfortable with. Some people hate technicals. Some people mm-hmm. hate fundamentals. Kind mm-hmm. of, uh, I think your job to figure out your sweet spot. And I like, yeah, uh, I like that. Yeah. Okay. Is there anything we didn't cover or touch on that you would like to mention people? Anything that they have to learn or know? Um, anything that they have to learn. Because the main it still comes down to the main thing. A lot of the questions that I get from people is how can I become millionaire as fast as possible through forex trading? How can I buy the house of my dreams next year? Even though I haven't started right now. It's one thing to be patient and stay consistent. Never rush the whole entire process. If forex trading is so easy, then there wouldn't be a 90% failure rate. If forex trading is so easy to get rich quick with, then everybody around the world would quit their jobs and just trade forex. So I would say to people is that trade forex as a business, as a marathon, rather than a sprint, rather than a get rich quick skin. Yeah, that's the main advice that I would give, especially to beginners. And I think if people can just understand the principle of practice, like you said, it's going to make a big difference and that's going to help people a lot, for sure. Yep. Okay. So how can people find you if they want to connect with you or reach out after the podcast? Um, you can go to my YouTube channel, which is, they can type in Karen Fu, K-R-E-N-F-O-O, or they can visit my website at karen-fu.com. And if they want to find other social media, I'm on Instagram also, and also I'm on Facebook and Snapchat. But they can find everything under the description in my YouTube channel. Yeah. Wonderful. And we'll make sure to put all the links in the show notes as well. And Karen, what kind of goals do you have for the future? A couple of goals. One thing is that I want to expand my presence overseas. And I'm actually looking to reduce my Forex teaching sessions, meaning that I wouldn't be accepting students anymore in Forex trading because I like to focus more on giving motivational keynotes because that's my main passion, my main career. But if people want to learn, they are always free to message me, email me, and then uh, we can arrange a private coaching session. But I wouldn't be actively promoting myself um, and marketing my Forex trading courses. And yeah, a couple of things also, I want to publish my own book because I've only co-authored books in the past, but I've not 
had my own book yet, so I would really like to work on that. Yeah, so basically just these two things. That's going to be great, the book. That's awesome. <laughs> and I'm just curious like that. Do you have any favorite topic to talk about in your motivational uh, keynotes? I focus on three main topics for my motivational keynotes. One thing is um, how to achieve your fullest potential. And the second topic is how do you find your passion? And the third topic is how do you go from being stuck in your life to achieving great results, meaning how to go from good to great. Yeah, so just these three main topics. But the main target market is youth and the teenagers because what I share with them is my life story, how I went from being suicidal and depressed as a teenager to becoming where I am now. And also how I went from getting straight Fs in school to improving on my results. So yeah, I mean, these stories, it, it resonates a lot with me. That's why when I deliver it, I feel the passion in it as well. Yeah, so, yeah. I think that's awesome. Really, really good. And Karen, I have a question I ask all my guests at the end of every podcast. If you could give only one sentence of advice for traders on how they can improve or become professional traders, what would that one sentence of advice be? Just stay as disciplined as you can. Because even experienced traders, even for institutional traders that I've met in Singapore, they also struggle with the discipline aspect. Meaning the discipline to stick with their plan when money is on the line, the discipline to keep a trading journal, the discipline to work every single day to improve on your craft, the discipline to stick with it when you feel like giving up. So I would say that discipline is the most important thing. Wonderful, wonderful. Karen Fu, thanks so much for being on the podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you here today. Thank you for having me too, Etienne. And that was it for my interview with Karen Fu. I hope you liked it and I hope you got some value. And most importantly, as always, that you're going to apply something from this interview. As a quick reminder, there's one podcast episode published here every week, but I these days do a lot of stuff on YouTube. If you want to make sure you come across these videos, check out the YouTube channel over at desiretotrade.com forward slash video. That's desiretotrade.com forward slash video. And you're going to be redirected to the YouTube channel. As I said, there's about one video per day. And I'm trying to bring more lessons and more things you can apply on a daily basis that are sometimes more tactical. If I can do anything to help you out in the meantime, feel free to reach out. Looking forward to see you here next week for the next episode of the Desire to Trade podcast. Ciao.